everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today I'm joined by my good friend, uh, Matt Percy. Uh, Matt? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Awesome. (laughs) You guys may uh, or may not know Matt. Um, It's depending on if you follow the website 2099 One Cross Street. (laughs) Sorry, that threw me off. I thought I said one too many 99s. But on the 2099 One Cross Street site, one of the last... Actually, I think it is the last text-based interview I did was with our boy Matt here. Uh, and Ma- Jen. And Jen, yes. Uh, Matt and Jen run a, uh, a non-profit uh, ministry called Cardboard Cardboard Koinonia. Yes. All right, Matt, walk us through that. What is Cardboard Koinonia, uh, and why, why did you go with that, that old Greek worship word? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Cardboard Koinonia is our, our board game ministry, uh, and we use board games as a, a means to uh, get people, both Christians and non-Christians, together in fellowship. Um, we figure the uh, board games have a unique ability to bridge gaps um, across cultures, across ages, across races. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you are friends at the game table. Right. Um, And so we use that. We have game nights. Um, We have had uh, special events where we raise money for for other uh, ministries. Which which we're going to talk about. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, we're we're just starting to uh, try and bring our game nights to other churches as well and get them involved. Right. Um, But the, uh, and the cardboard cornea, uh, the cardboard part of the name uh, is significant of the, the board games, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the koinonia is uh, the Greek term for uh, Christian fellowship and yeah. uh, fellowship of believers. So it just, it worked well. It had some nice alliteration. It does, it does. So uh, that's that's where that came from. And like, uh, first time I ever <laughs> encountered the word koinonia, and I'm pretty sure it's where you did as well, was Probably. when... Uh, Ford Baptist used to do their their once a month worship services called Koinonia, and the way Lambert explained it to me, like how to pronounce the word, he's like Coin O, and then tap your knee like knee. Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> and the cardboard, it it rolls off the tongue better than if it was a video game one, because then what it would what would it be like? Oh. Cod Koinonia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and right now you guys are mostly. When you do your events, your house out of Calvary, right? Yeah, so we're doing most of them uh, we've had at Calvary so far. Uh, Shout on, out! Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've been doing them on a, a quarterly basis. Uh, so like once every uh, four months, three months, three months. So it works out to about four a year. Right. Um, but we're we're working on trying to get it into a more monthly basis. Nice. Um, and especially if we get into other churches, then who knows. Maybe it'll be weekly for us, which right. will make us busy. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, while we're on the the shout out piece, um, I just gotta shout out to uh, to my friends over at the uh, Pop Culture Quorum Dio podcast, guys. I'm sorry if I uh, mispronounced your name, uh, dear listeners. They are a wonderful group of Christians who really look at film and uh, comic book movies and stuff, but really intensely through the lens of faith in a very smart way uh it when i first heard it it kind of blew me out of the water i was like wow okay i know i sometimes maybe address it from a faith perspective but these guys really go into it so 
definitely check them up. Look them up on Google and on iTunes. They're on a, uh, a different service that I will advertise much better next time. Uh, but hit them up on iTunes. Well worth a listen. And then just because I got to shout them out because Matt was actually the dude who introduced me to the books. Uh, shout out to Hector Mire, as always, uh, from Faith and Fandom. Y'all really need to check out his stuff. But Matt was the guy who actually introduced me to Hector's books back in the day when uh when they were on they're uh, still on Kindle yeah, yeah but it was the it was if you got the Kindle Unlimited app in Canada you could get a couple of books for free so then you ended yeah, up getting four his. or something yeah. Like that, yeah he's got four his fifth one's coming out in a couple months <clears throat> he actually just released a youth ministry book where even though I'm not involved in youth ministry anymore I'm like I want to get this book because I, I really like Hector's writing and so. There, there's the plug. Back to Carbo Coin. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> hey, no, what, whatever. Uh, so, last time we talked and we did the chat with, uh, in the text, if we, uh, not we, y'all were about to do uh, an event mm-hmm. at um at Young Street Mission. Young Street Mission with uh yep. with Brad and Kate and. Uh, Brad's not there anymore, but it still did a lot of good for them. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, what we were doing is um, Young Street Mission is a uh, well, exactly what it is. As a mission, it's um, the particular uh, group we were working with was uh, the Evergreen Center, which was uh, devoted to uh, at-risk youth. Um, but they were uh, they're trying to move into a new building, um, and they had a little bit of a shortfall, so we had. A 24-hour gaming marathon uh, to help raise money for the, uh, their their move. Um, it was great. We had uh, oh, we had over a hundred board games available for people to play. Um, we had uh, for a little bit. We had the Firefly TV series going on a big projector. <laughs> we had a Wii set up. Um, uh, one of the guys from Calvary came and brought his virtual reality set up. Nice. Yeah, um, and we just had uh, a whole bunch of snacks and food, and uh, I became very tired. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's the. It's so weird. Like, and you're older than me, so I, you're, you're yeah, definitely yeah. Feel, you feel it more than I do. Yeah. But I remember when we did an overnight thing for Pape Youth in one of my final years. When you were younger and you were like doing the overnight at church, you were like, "Oh man, I'm so excited! Like, this is no problem." Yeah. I was like 26 or 27 at the time. By the time it was like 5 a.m., I'm just ready to go home. Oh. And that's like, that's, I ended up being at the church like 18 hours, not even the 24. Yeah. But I was just done, so I can't yeah. even imagine. Like, Well, it, it was rough too, because just because of time constraints and usage of the building, we had to start in the evening oh so we were already behind yeah so we were start we started at um nine oh, i think geez. uh yeah eight or nine or something like that and then we were going to uh go to the previous night because it was it was friday at nine to the saturday um because on the sunday they had to set yeah. up for church yeah um, so yeah, we were already behind, so that, that it, just, it didn't help. It's almost like if it can be for like from noon to noon, Yeah, it, might be it doesn't feel as bad because you can have a full day of gaming before you get tired. Exactly. Cause <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, it's late, but I've only, yeah. it's, it's whatever. Yeah. It's not like I've seen it go from dark to light to dark again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and that that was a big success for you guys like it it was bigger than you initially thought would yeah be, right? i was i was not expecting the the amount of support we got um we had uh we had a, a site set up where people could donate online we had it set up so people could bring in checks or cash or whatever um we had a little um a shop where people could like buy uh pop and chips and all the proceeds would go to uh young street as well but all in all we raised uh thirty two hundred dollars which is uh as far exceeded what i was expecting it was it was amazing we had very generous people yeah and it's like 32 is a lot it, it, it's like for yeah. some people they're like oh that's not much but yeah no it it's a lot of money especially when it's like you guys are brand new. Yeah. Like you, you haven't even been around a year yet, right? Like, uh, not to the extent that we are now. Uh, we've had game nights before. Yeah. But we we never had the website. We never had the Facebook group and all this kind of stuff. We you weren't didn't it, have a logo. Didn't have a lo- <laughs> It wasn't like nah. This is in the works of being a, exactly like I hate to say legit, but like yeah. a legitimate <laughs> like non for profit it's mm-hmm. not like yeah. hey i'll support this yeah. not knocking people who do that but <laughs> yeah. it's just when there's money to go around and it's new on the scene and it's board gaming even though it's, it's something that's a growing thing it's still kind of a niche yeah, ministry yeah. a bit or yeah, uh, or well, a niche fundraiser but exactly it's uh, it, it's niche enough having a board game night but when you add christianity onto anything yeah it becomes so much more niche <laughs> <laughs> well that's like uh as i was getting my haircut the other day i was talking to uh talking to my barber and dude was asking about the podcast and he's like what do you talk about i was like um <laughs> wanted to say faith and fandom but <laughs> that's still from hector <laughs> yeah. but i'm like uh christian living and and stuff from pop culture He's like, oh, that must be huge. I'm like, mm. it's not big. <laughs> <laughs> and listener, I appreciate you sharing uh, and subscribing and all that. Listener? That. Listeners. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was trying to address to every personal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's still, it's a growing thing where it's, yeah. yeah, a criticism people can loft and at times justifiably at Christian film or music mm. is there's an inherent market to it. Where yeah. it's not going to be good, but it will sell. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case with a lot of stuff where it's like, it's an uphill battle where mm. as soon as you slap, like, not even slap it on, like, oh, I'm trying to sell something, but it's like, I'm a podcast about Christianity and pop culture. You're potentially alienating people who were there for the pop culture, or the the Christian who's like, I don't care about Black Panther, or I don't care about board games, or the board game person who's like, I'm not interested in faith. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an avenue for God to use. Yeah, exactly. And I can, (laughs) I'll I'll make a shout out to Kara Games. Um, They have produced uh, a couple great games. One's called Commission. They have unauthorized, Um, but it's they make uh they're a christian uh, game publisher they got a website they do send uh, me the link so i can yeah, add yeah, it yeah definitely <laughs> um but they're they're making games but they're not making like a bibleopoly or like uh yeah. bible x yeah. <laughs> or, or church uh, x yeah like or the the old t-shirts that you used to see where instead of like lifesavers it would be like jesus saves over yeah the it, it, they don't just slap 
Christianity onto something. Yeah. They're making good quality games from the ground up, but games that have uh, uh, games that have enough there that even non-Christians can enjoy. Well, and I think... Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked, but... Hey, whatever. Uh, there was a guy on YouTube, Josh Keefe, so <laughs> shout out, Josh. What shout out this time. Seriously. But he did two videos, and he's done another one, but they're not. it's not involved with what I'm referencing, uh, where it was looking at uh, flaws in Christian music, and then the second one, which is the one I agreed with more, I, not that I disagreed with the music one, hmm. but about Christian film. Where it was kind of like when you're talking about the board games where it's just slapping on the Jesus or whatever and expecting yeah. it to sell. Yeah. Like, that happens, but it's crap. <laughs> it's so cheesy. So, they're so cheesy most and, of the time. Yeah, well, his whole thing, he was looking at the movie, uh, like, the prime example was God's Not Dead, oh, 1 my. and 2. Yeah. And just, like, how it's... I've never seen it. Because I've only seen clips from it, and that was enough to make me not see it. Yeah. But then when I see it, I was like, "What is this?" And I, I'm a huge apologetics fan, so I loved the content of it, but it's so cheesy. Well, it's also so, like, it's it's also like from what I've seen, where and we can uh, like we can talk apologetics, but like when I'm seeing that, and I'm like, I know a lot of people who are atheists. Not one of them are this scumbag. No. And virtually every, like, out of all the clips I've seen, almost every atheist in that movie is, like, a scumbag. Yeah. Where I'm like, I've met, people in the in the one. I've met people in the church who are worse than this guy. Yeah. And, praise God, it's <laughs> turned around. Yeah, but, yeah. and that's not knocking on anybody. It's just, when you see stuff like that, where it's almost, like, disingenuous just to be like, hey, God and Christianity, great, this bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't. No, no. If you if you do a genuine story and allow the Lord to work through it, or build something from the ground up, like God's got an avenue. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's someone out there that can see movies like that, and maybe it brings them to Christ. But like I praise God, but yeah, but I I can't see that working on general population. Like uh, I I will. give it to uh the new movie uh case for christ though okay Amazing. i haven't seen that like that's hollywood quality uh, right yeah well and the with god's not dead the guy uh josh keith brought up he was at a newsboys concert and they were playing god's not dead sorry guys a uh dark willow from buffy funko just fell out on the floor i also got a hulkbuster one because it's awesome and avengers is coming out soon yeah. um but Newsboys was playing clips from the movie, and then the audience was cheering whenever the Christian guy showed up, mm. but then booing whenever the atheist guy was on. And then Josh brought up, like, could you imagine what it would be like if you were... What if an atheist was An there? atheist was there who was contempt, like, contemplating, seeking, like, seeking Christ, looking for the faith. Yeah. And then there's this going on. Like, mm. that... God could work through that, absolutely. Maybe, yeah, yeah, sure. But at the same point, if I was in that guy's shoes, I'd be like, I want nothing to do with this. Like These people are awful. These people are awful. And then they're still booing at, I think I heard at his conversion moment or something, it's like, no, this is terrible. What are you doing? And just the us uh, versus them narrative that is too much in everything. And guys, oh, I'm... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other... Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's 
there's definitely persecution out there, but people go out looking for it sometimes. Oh <laughs> yeah, and I think and that that <clears throat> I'm trying not to. <laughs> we're gonna not get too sidetracked into yeah. this because because the Christians do get persecuted. Definitely, it, it can happen in Canada. It can happen in the states. Yeah. I don't think to the extent that that movie portrays mm. or its sequel right. and it's more so in third world countries and yeah. not in the US or Canada well that's uh, going back to Kara Games their game unauthorized actually deals with the persecuted church mm. uh, in that you have you've got the two sides you have a totalitarian state and then you have the church and both are trying to influence people to one side or the other um, and that that's a fun little game uh, hmm. But yeah, they they tackle all they're tackling all these kinds of themes. Nice. It's good enough that you can get non Christians into it. Yeah, and kind of explain, get a conversation going with. Yeah, this. and that's the thing. Like, conversation is a great, great thing. It, mm-hmm. It's something I miss, and it's something I don't see a lot of. Where there's so much, and I'll admit, at points I get I get guilty of it. That's why I need to at times stay away from Facebook, <laughs> and yeah. then. Just because I'll find myself getting angry at the person being like, there's no point in talking to them, yeah. which isn't the case. Yeah. And about virtually anything going on mm. where it's like, if you're about to shut it down just because they, they happen to agree with a viewpoint you disagree with, I don't know. I think it's worth having the conversation because even if you don't, it's not about me trying to sway you. Like mm. if it's about faith, of course, yes, I'm hoping and praying you will come to faith yeah, and yeah. come to know Jesus Christ. But if you don't i'm still not going to be like well this person's an idiot and blah 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 it's yeah. like hopefully you'll at least understand this more mm. and ideally a seed, a seed will have been planted yeah and then i can at the very least understand where you're coming from more and even if i don't agree i can understand and then i can relate to you more yeah and exactly. then we can have further conversations yeah so we got heavy <laughs> hey no that's fine yeah, yeah. um You've talked about a couple a couple board games. What are some of your favorite? Oh, geez. Um, uh, right now, uh, my wife Jen and I uh, have been really enjoying one called Dinosaur Island. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you would appreciate it. It is basically make your own Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> if this was real life, I'd be like, no, let's not do this. Yes. <laughs> uh, not only that, it is... Um, like the colors and the theming used is very 90s as well so you get like the fluorescent and the neon yeah um but looks it, it's like a joel schumacher batman movie uh, better okay good, because good. if it looked worse yeah that'd be bad um but yeah it's it's make your own jurassic park you're you're building uh dinosaur attractions and and i'm intrigued manipulating dna to get new dinosaurs uh but you have to watch out and hopefully your security is up to the task or dinosaurs will get loose and eat your patrons um which is not good for the game it, no uh, it will mean you lose which um, is a life lesson people who think we should have a real life jurassic park <laughs> uh you know they what? will break free <laughs> if, if and a shirtless s- jeff goldblum will be like life found a way <laughs> if someone made a real jurassic park I, i'm sorry i'm gonna go that's the thing. I will morally <laughs> object to it, but I don't know if five-year-old or 30-year-old Chris would be able to be like, I can't not go. No, no. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> like, It'll probably be the day that all the dinosaurs get loose, too. I and, know. And 
I, I don't even care. No, if a Rex is coming <laughs> at me, I'm just going to be like, clearly this is how the Lord has me going. Let's do this. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm videotaping the whole way. This is awesome. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that awful, awful uh, 98 Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick, but it also had Hank Azaria, who's always awesome. Oh, yeah. And then he's just like videotaping yeah, yeah. Iguanazilla, like going Iguana to step Zilla. down on him. And then, well, he's now called Zilla, and then he was in a movie called Godzilla Final Wars where he was killed in three seconds. Oh. And then IDW has a Godzilla title where he last he I think he's still alive but it was for rulers of the earth and he actually did decent in a fight against Godzilla and it made you hate the character substantially less you know what 10 year old me enjoyed that Godzilla movie but that Uh, was 10 year old me yeah (laughs) see like I think 10 year old me liked a lot of things that were bad (laughs) yeah see I kind of liked it at first but then also like back in the space is still a network but I remember because it was it was before we got Rogers Digital Cable. It was one of the few stations that we actually got. And on Saturdays, they'd actually do Godzilla movie marathons, where it's just the poorly dubbed ones. So then, oh, the even old, like, st- Japanese, yeah, even which I still enjoy. Like I've got oh, a couple on the shelf. Um, you've got a Godzilla movie. Uh, I've got a Godzilla got a action Zilla. figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but even when I'd sit, like when I was seeing the movie, I was just like, where, where's the atomic breath? So then the 2014 one, when he did it, I was giddy like a schoolgirl. I legit. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's fun. I ended up going like, and my, <laughs> a- my arms were flailing against me, and I was with yeah. two youth from the youth center. They're looking over at me like, what? They and then they see, understand. Then they see the breath, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, you got no idea. Yeah. Um, all right, so other favorite games. <laughs> um, yeah, other favorite games. Uh, there's one that I'm loving right now is called Scythe. That one's a little bit more uh, intense, uh, but it's an alternate 1920s. Um, basically, 1920s, mm-hmm. but like with a diesel punk giant mechs and um, gathering resources, like farming. So and... it's, it's steampunk in the 1920s mm-hmm. and intense. you're you're funny yes it's a camping game no (laughs) sorry Uh, but yeah it's there's a lot involved that it'd be tough to get into and talk about because there's just it's it's not a tough game but there's a lot of information at the start of it before you get into it so um that one is great um other than that like i said um kara games has commissioned um, I really enjoyed that. That's their that was their first game. Nice. It's cooperative, so you're actually playing against the game itself with your friends. Interesting. And everyone takes the role of one of the apostles, hmm. and you're spreading the gospel across the um, the ancient world. They have different scenarios you can play out. I gotta um, check but, that game yeah, out. Yeah, you're that's basically like playing really, out. That's like really tickling my interest. Yeah, you're basically playing out uh, different parts of Acts and stuff like that, nice. and, and the epistles. Um, but it's it's the historical part of it. So someone that's not a Christian can come and still enjoy it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, this happened. Yeah. This is what was going on in the world. Uh, in the different cards, they also have uh, scripture references. So you can look up and see where this particular thing happened. Nice. Um, but yeah, that one is really great. Which I, I think is important. Uh that they're, that's a nice little thing that they're doing and it's also important because then it's not like hey we're just making this up 
Yeah, exactly. Where, uh, it's, I saw it on YouTube a while ago. Uh, it was a Joel Osteen video where he was saying, like, this says this. And then when I flipped to the scripture, I'm like, that's... It doesn't say that. That doesn't say that at all. And I don't even think, like, he was inserting a meaning. It was just a very... It's, it, it's it a did. very different scripture. Um, or it's almost... Uh, yeah. Whereas I've had people ask me, like, hey, where's that, what's that scripture Sam Jackson references in Pulp Fiction? Where I'm like, that's... That's not there. <laughs> don't uh, don't go looking for that. No, <laughs> part of it is, but the rest not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently, he uh, like ad libbed with that, didn't he? I don't know, but it, oh. Pulp Fiction. I, anyways, <laughs> I, I can't I can't do Quentin Tarantino movies now. Yeah, like I used to be able to more. I didn't. Everybody loved Django. Everybody friggin' loved Django Unchained. And when I watch them, like you could lob off at least forty minutes of this. The first, the first Tarantino movie I watched was with Daryl, and we watched. Oh, we watched the Kill Bills, and we both like we watched them all the way through, and we look at each other as like, why is this so popular? We we didn't get it. See, I I saw both. I preferred the second one, just because I I liked the story aspect mm-hmm. more. And the first one, I think it was just. Quentin's like a big film, like fan of film, so yeah. his movies are always very well made. So that, like, that's the thing. And then, like, my first exposure to him was uh, Pulp Fiction, sure, which yeah. has some very irreverent dialogue that just still sticks with you to sure. like, years later. Um, and it was a very interesting form of storytelling. He's not my, he's not my favorite. Um, he's got, it, he's got an interesting way of doing things, but yeah. I, I didn't. Like, the stories don't grab me. Yeah, no, and that and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I haven't seen all his movies. I only just recently saw Reservoir Dogs, and it was actually, it's graphic, but it's also oh, all of his movies. Very are graphic, good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. I watched um, I watched Inglorious Bastards because I'm a history buff. I I like. I find the world wars interesting. So you liked how accurate it was, right? Oh, man, I was so... Oh, that drove me up the wall when I watched that. Oh, I could... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not going to watch that one for historical accuracy. Well, I was hoping there'd be, like... I, mean, I was hoping it wouldn't be anti-history. Like, yeah. anti-history. But it's, it, it's... That's the thing, where unless you're watching a, a proper, not Michael Moore documentary, like... Right. It's that's where it's with so many movies where it's like based on true events. Yeah, I'm just like okay, maybe like five percent of this is based on true events. Like, have you ever seen Patch Adams? Oh, a long, long time ago. So, apparently, the only thing that's true now that more might have been proven. So, if I'm wrong, uh, listener, I apologize. Uh, But I read something, and at one point, the only thing that was truthful aside from the dude's love of humor Mm -hmm. was. what like it was a gynecologist uh conference thing so they made oh, a bunch that... of paper mache like paper mache legs in front of the door that was the true part that's apparently the true that part. was hilarious i'm it, sorry it <laughs> um and or... there was a doctor who was a clown yes there yeah. we go that, that was the go. other true part <laughs> there we go i mean like titanic i love that movie but how much how much uh of the um space jam how much was that true oh that's a documentary well, yeah. yeah so it's no, like I, I think 100%? It's, oh, I'd say it's 100% oh, real. Like, right. Michael Jordan definitely can reach halfway across the court. He just didn't do it in front of everybody because oh, he's like, this will freak people out. A little bit. So I'll do it in a cartoon movie yeah. where I'll show my true nature, mm. but no one will believe it. Right, right. And he actually played baseball. Oh, yes. No, well, yes. Tried to. Yeah. Yeah. 
not very well. But. Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam's fun, guys. <laughs> there, yeah, nothing wrong with Space Jam. No, no. Or Looney Tunes in general. No. no. Although, uh, yeah, so many sidetracks. <laughs> <laughs> From one sidetrack to another. Yep, yep. Uh, so, can you share a bit with us about your testimony? Oh, <laughs> We're man. We're just jumping oh, all okay, over yeah, the place. Yeah, well, let's see if I can do this. Uh, well, I, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents... Um, are Christians, but uh, around the time I was one and two, uh, they pe- became Salvation Army officers. Um, and then, uh, so they were essentially uh, pastors of uh, different Salvation Army churches across Canada. We moved a lot because it's very, like, army-centric or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I grew up Christian. Um, like, I knew everything, as as you do. Um I guess I didn't really have a need to really go deep, and I never got that uh, the deeper connection or whatever you want to call it uh, until um, right around the time I met Jen, actually. Right. Um, and I went off to... Jen is... Uh, <laughs> I just cut my mouth when I did that. Uh, just so you guys know, Jen is uh, one of my lifelong best friends. She was Jill's... Um, my wife's matron of honor. Yep. And then she is Matt's awesome wife. She is. Yes. All right. Yeah. Sorry. And so, Jill was her matron yeah, of honor. Yeah. And Jill was her matron of honor. Yeah. And yeah. I was not in the wedding party. But neither no, were so. you. So it worked out. <laughs> well, I wasn't in yours. Yeah, no. And I wasn't in yours. So. I was in mine, though. Yes. You were in yours. Yes. And I was in mine. <laughs> we we uh, were already set. And you, you had, like, how many guys? Uh, there were six of us on each side. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. There seven of us because i had six other guys and i had five and jill had four yeah big yeah. winning parties yeah 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 it worked though yeah yeah it was fun i just weddings. i just picked all of my friends yeah that's the thing and then it just so happened there were six of them i tried to do that but then i'm like i'm gonna have like two you have extra one. guys up there yeah, <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh so around the time you met jen yeah which was that was back in a oh a long time ago like now. that was 2003 2003 2003 yep. or 4 um it yeah cuz i've been going yep. out to i remember cuz i've been going out to to TDI yeah um teen drop in for teen drop in yeah. which was at the, is the Salvation Army still at that yeah, yeah yeah still there so that was at a Salvation Army church in uh at the corner of Warden and Lawrence Lawrence thank Scarborough you Citadel, yeah. yeah Scarborough Citadel I went there cuz um I think Lombardo invited me out and Hall and Brad there Halsey a, invited there me out there was a bunch yeah Brad Hall well, Brad Halsey went there yeah Dave Lombardo started coming yeah he you would, started coming yeah Steph Tustin was yeah coming. it's Steph and like, I start and then yeah and, and then eventually yeah, eventually some of us start cross hanging out together and, that's how, and I think that's how you met Jen yeah but yeah it was the year <laughs> the year that we started going out is the year I went off and started working at one of the army teen camps it was an overnight like outdoor camp how long have you guys been together now? Oh, uh, no, I moved, I moved here in 03, so it was 06. Okay, yeah. So 06 is when we started going out. Okay, um, okay, yeah. And I worked in an overnight camp as a counselor. Yeah, I probably shouldn't, I wasn't as strong in my faith as I could have been. <laughs> what you learn. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. When you're a teen and you work at Christian day camps or yeah, overnight yeah. camps, and then later when you're serious about your faith, you're like, how did they hire me? Yeah, yeah. But like, it was around that time that I wasn't. I don't. I don't want to say I was living poorly, but I wasn't really living like God was the center of my life. Yeah, I was kind of just doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, 
but going to the camp and and getting to know some of the other counselors and having um like uh cross cabin devotions together kind of thing um one of my friends started uh basically introducing the kids and me uh to apologetics and he'd, he'd spout, if, uh, spout off like um evidences for why we believe in jesus and stuff mm-hmm. like this i had no idea there was so much evidence and stuff like yeah. that i'm like well not only is this great uh just to know that it's not based just in a book it's based on fact um but i'm also finding it interesting yeah like before church wasn't interesting enough there was not nothing to bring me in yeah um but having apologetics there and having these evidences and the different histories that i could look into it gave me something to uh enjoy and and have that connection with with god that way yeah yeah because a lot of people have no problem with like uh the heart stuff but i i needed the head stuff too yeah yeah no but, and, and then yeah that's and that's the all in the past now and i i yeah it, big it, apologetics nerd now <laughs> yeah and it, it it's, it's interesting when you start to develop more seriously in your faith and then how you interpret theology hmm. and all that that opens up i find all new doors to when you're at church or listening to like audio sermons mm-hmm. um i'd say more especially when you're at church but that's also convicting to me because i unfortunately haven't been in a while no boy chris <laughs> um where I, I need to get better in that habit please pray for that okay perfect i publicly put it on the podcast there you go you gotta all the listeners are going to keep you accountable now they better um <laughs> <laughs> but like when i started like developing more in my faith and then especially as i was um doing bible studies with the guys like with with lombardo with lambert with hal with with biggie and and caleb like as we started doing that more sunday morning like opened up a lot more for me and then i know we we have different theological perspectives like i lean calvinistically you lean arminianly not outing you. No, or, no, yeah, yeah, yeah not, not, not in a bad way. Yeah, um, yeah. we're gonna have a boxing match after this. And, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> this is going to determine which one wins for everyone. <laughs> I was just gonna be like, I'm saying once saved, always saved. So, Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like when it's that perspective, I when when you're developing those perspectives, yeah. I just find now suddenly as I'm listening listening to pastors i'm just like a lot more alert to what they're saying Mm. and at times it might be like oh i disagree with this because this is how i lean but then it forces me to think about it from other perspectives and then understand i'm wanting to understand the scripture more yeah because i'm wanting to be like not be like i'm right and you're wrong but like no i want to know this more and if i'm saying i'm if i'm recommending like if I'm recommending Calvin or if I'm rec- recommending anybody who leans reformed or Calvinistically, yeah. like I want to be like, I agree with what they're saying. I agree with their understanding of scripture. Yeah, yeah. Or also, even if I, even if the pastor has a different theological leaning, I want to be able to recommend my pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's where, yeah, it, it's just interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like it's one thing I've learned because 
when you get into apologetics, you're you're gonna want to debate everyone. <laughs> and I, I used to try and do that so much, especially in, in like Calvinist and Arminian debates, yeah. um, debating atheists and all this kind of stuff. I used to go on like Facebook and debate all everyone that would listen to me. Um, but as, in terms of like debating theology, yeah, I've realized that it's. I'm not going to fix what hundreds of years <laughs> hasn't fixed. Uh, you know what? We're, we're never going... We might not ever agree. No, and... And and we're not... It doesn't matter. No, like, yeah. and that, well, like, and that's the thing. The point The point I'm at, because I, I briefly was like, I'm on a debate. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'd much rather discuss, because I'd much rather try to understand yeah. and not try to sway you. Yeah, um, I like, remember because our, our salvation isn't dependent on no, any exactly, of that. Exactly, exactly. Where I'm like, at the end of the day, if you believe in Jesus and you follow Him, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you're if you're like I lean Calvinistically, it's like cool, we'll have more in common, and then we can talk about this more. Yeah. Or if it's like I lean Arminianly, it's like cool, we can try to understand each other's perspectives exactly, more. Yeah. Then if you're like I'm at the United Church, I might be like. Let's try to get into an evangelical church. Yeah, yeah. Uh. But it, it, like, when you're talking about stuff like this, it, you need to understand both sides. And then, not only in Christianity, uh, yeah. but we could relate this to geek culture, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, because yeah. we've had a pretty easy with our churches. Like, oh, my goodness, yeah. They, they know how to handle geeks. Well, it's, <laughs> but, it's funny. It's just, I think I've, like, my experience is mostly Calvary. Yeah. Because I yeah. was there for 27 of my 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Like, from the three days after I was home from the hospital, I assume I was taken down to the nursery. Probably. Uh, <laughs> just because of how much mom, dad, and Jude were involved in the yeah. church. But, like, I remember, you, like, you could bring up. Like, at first it was, uh, I was rocking Slipknot shirts, and I can understand why some people weren't too happy with that. Sure. But then later, as it's like, no, oh, I'm in the comic books, I took two of the pay youth kids to go see Godzilla. Yeah. But then some of the some of the adults, mm. uh, Mike Malloy, shout out, doubt you're hearing this, but still, <laughs> he at one point was like, "Hey, I heard you talk to the, you mentioned Spider Man as you were talking to the kids. I got a DVD full of Spider Man, old Spider Man comics. Here, you should borrow it." And then just some of the adults being like, "There's something about I find about comics and about cartoons and all of that where it's, it it can be a." It doesn't need to be a generational thing. No, definitely not. Where suddenly you get, like, Mike Malloy, who's... Mm. I don't know how old Mike is, but I know he's older than I am. Yeah. Uh, a bit. And then he's just like, we could talk Spider-Man for, like, 20 minutes. Or me and, um... Yeah, uh, I remember with Brad Worthington, like, as soon as he found out, I, like, I was talking comic book movies, or especially Star Trek or Star Wars, yeah, yeah. it'd just be like, let's chat. And we'd yeah, talk, exactly. and talk and have friendly debate for, like, half an hour. Yeah. Or something, so... Well, that's like... It something you might not get in other churches is I'll I usually come to church in just whatever t-shirt I want I'll, yeah I, I'm make it a clean t-shirt but well yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've come to church a couple times in like a cap shirt oh yeah no, and I Daniel up. comes up to me he's like oh nice shirt man yeah now that's our pastor yeah exactly <laughs> but I I've heard of so many other uh people uh and and fellow geeks that have had a lot more difficulty uh, in the Christian circles, in churches, uh, and they don't. Um, sometimes they, they feel ostracized because, you know, 
what they what they like is evil. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> the like that's the thing, and this is something Steve and I are probably going to talk about at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this broad like broader topic, but like, <clears throat> man, like I know comics got a really bum rap back in the eighties and nineties. Uh... Well, the fifties, and then the eighties oh, and nineties yeah, because yeah. there was the psychologist being like, all right, now that. World War II's done and Cap's not yeah. punching Hitler and they're not like being like yay it's America. It's not propaganda anymore. It's, it's not propaganda anymore. It's like no these are perverting the children and they are yeah. evil and we need to get rid of them. And, and then the 80s we had the satanic panic. Yeah and then the 90s we just had a, a lot of bad comic books. Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it suddenly everybody was extreme and a lot of yeah. revealing clothing and terrible artwork from Rob Liefeld <laughs> where Cap's head's the size of a raisin but the, his chest is the size of a Mack truck oh everyone's chest was the size of a Mack truck oh, back I then know, man. I know I <laughs> know um and yeah it's just it's gotten a bum rap where yes there's stuff in there that as a Christian I can object to but there's sure. also stuff that there's some really good powerful really stories really useful things and that you can connect over and well that... like one of the things I, I love loved watching way back in the 90s the X-Men cartoon. And oh, my Night, goodness. Nightcrawler, man. Yeah, yeah. Nightcraw- he, uh, leading Wolverine to Christ. Yeah, Nightcrawler was a, a practicing Catholic. And that was a very he, powerful... In the comic, he became a Catholic priest. That was a very powerful scene in the car- in the old cartoon. I gotta look up that episode. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but you, I don't think they could do something like that anymore, unfortunately. No, probably not. Uh, um, and then that's where, like, I was thrilled a couple of years ago when I was doing the Youth Center stuff <clears throat> to find, like, Kingstone Comics. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just, like, they're adapting the Bible and biblical stories and then creating stories of their own yeah. to but, to the to the comic media. But it's it's quality stuff. It's exactly. Not, it's not Christian slapped on something that's awful. It's, no, it's not, like, Bible Man or yeah, anything it, it's, like that. It's good quality. Because I think so. Superpower is prayer. I'm not uh, knocking the importance of prayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but I think some of the people that worked for the Kingstone Comics, I think they're they ex DC and Marvel. Yeah. Which, you know, you know you're going to get something exactly. decent. And the artwork it. is solid. They don't yeah. shy away from stuff. If I had more money, I'd be I'd be getting it more. Yeah. It's yeah. just difficult to get it shipped to Canada. Well, it's not too bad. You can get it at my store. <laughs> now, I just, now I just need to get into Toronto. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but um, I was gonna say something else. Um, yeah, we've got some. We've got some uh, of the satanic panic and all that has has stayed around for a little bit. So that I've I've have I've had people come into the store that are afraid of fantasy stuff. Yeah. And I okay. I, I work in a Christian bookstore. Shout, uh, shout, out. shout out to Agape <laughs> Christian Marketplace. It's in, in Vaughn. Um, but we've got like the Narnia series, yeah. which is amazing and beautiful allegory by yeah. one of the best theologians in the 20th century, C.S. Lewis. Which, depending on when you ask him, was both intended and not intended as exactly, allegory. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's probably some of the richest allegory you might get and like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe itself yeah. is the gospel. Yeah. Um, but because it has witch in the title mm-hmm. or there might be some sort of supernatural There's, element, yeah. it is bad and scary. Yeah. Which is I remember <clears throat> uh, encountering someone in high school who was like, no, you can't watch Harry Potter, you can't watch Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, 
why? Yeah. And then it's like, well, it's magic that's not of God, so it is inherently bad and inherently evil. But but and you I'm like, look at you the... can twist it that way. Sure, yeah. absolutely. But these story, I'm like, while these stories <clears throat> aren't about God in any way, Tolkien was a practicing Catholic, yeah. and you later found out as you read more of the Legendarium that a lot of it what like was influenced. There were angelic beings. There were yeah. all this and that. There was a creation. Yeah. Well, you could think you could. You could but make those the stories argument. were about good overcoming evil. Like yeah. freaking Potter was using magic in a good way. But you can make an argument. <laughs> you can make an argument that Jesus used magic. Like magic is just a supernatural power, given or used, um, in someone's name or something like that. Usually, my but comfort like, level is used his divine godly power. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's it. He used yeah. divine godly power. It's yeah. supernatural. Yeah. To do things like change water into wine and raise yeah. the dead. Which, depending on who you ask, it was grape juice, but... Yeah, well... <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but you, Some jokes I just can never pass out. Um, but you also look in the Bible, and when it does talk about um, magic and stuff like that, it, it tells you not to... Uh, not to do magic. Not yeah. to... Um, Oh, I can't. I can't even think of the terms, and I don't have a Bible with me or anything. But it's not to do divination and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, when you're playing a game, when you're watching a movie, you're not participating in, or even condoning any of these uses of magic no. m most of the time. No. Um, for instance, like if you're playing it in a video game, or yeah. if you're playing it in a board game, nothing you're doing is magic. No. It is completely mechanical. Yeah. Like, if you're playing the game, magic. Exactly. The magic. <laughs> I, there's not even a whole lot of magic sometimes. No. I've, <laughs> I think I've played that game about five times, and it's interesting, but it's it's still not... It's just too much. I get, I used to play it a bunch. It was It's too much for me, too. Yeah. Too much money. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's too much money, and by too much, I mean just, like, how long it takes to actually do anything. Yeah, um, and, and how much money you need in order to do anything useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, with certain books at points, I can get it. Like, sure, um, yeah. I think it was Rick Remender. Yeah, Rick Remender did a run on Venom, where it was Agent Venom, and that got very dark and demonic. It right, really right. did, because Mephisto showed up, the symbiote got yeah, possessed, yeah. and there's stuff there where I know I wouldn't recommend it to some people. Right. Because if that kind of thing really affects them... Yeah. Um... And then the enemy has an end to screw with them for a while. I'm yeah. not going to recommend that to them at all. No, I'd, no. I'd be like, just a heads up, this is there. Like, it, it depends on Praise where... Praise the Lord, it didn't affect me. Where exactly. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, look, this is still a comic. Yes, this can happen, but yeah. God's protecting. It, it's where are you... And it was an intriguing story. Where are you in your walk? What What is going to make you slip up? Yeah. Uh, for people, it might be something like Harry Potter. Maybe that'll get you into the yeah. occult. It's, it's well, completely possible. It's like Stay if, away from Harry Potter like if you're if a, having if that friend, difficulty. If a friend can't uh, like stop at one beer, don't drink. Yeah. With me, if it's gonna like if if something with a sex scene or nudity is gonna send me down a path I don't ever need to go down again. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch Game of Thrones. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. gonna be like I'm out. It's yeah. not even th anything I'd recommend somebody, but yeah. that's a different topic, a different time. If you have problems with cursing, don't yeah, well, don't, don't watch any Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Just none, no, no, none whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Or Kevin Smith, or uh, well, a bunch, a sure. bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Deadpool, Dead especially Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
just because we've been talking about nerdy stuff for a while, what are some of your favorite geekdom stuff? Oh, geez. Uh, all, all of it. Um, <laughs> all of it? Uh, My Little Pony? Okay, maybe not that. <laughs> Although, I, I'm pretty sure when I was little, I'm pretty sure someone got me a My Little Pony. Because hmm. okay. when you're a 90s kid, you have all of the different toys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I will watch all of them hmm. still. Hmm. And I don't always enjoy the episode three. That, that's my least favorite out of the prequels. Sorry. Three is your least favorite out of the uh, prequels? Yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to go all the way down the rabbit hole. I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh. Okay, let's... let's. We'll just jump past that. That'll be another time. Another episode. <laughs> That'll we'll, be another we'll episode. Talk about, you've had yep. a couple Star Wars episodes, I know. haven't you? And this <laughs> one will be all about how you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, first and foremost, I, I'm science fiction nerd. Yeah. Like, give yeah. me all the space. Well, you're like you're huge into one of your first loves is uh, Stargate. Oh, I love Stargate. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, it wasn't even I wasn't even into Stargate from its beginning. Um, when Stargate Universe came out, and I watched the very first episode because it was free on iTunes. Oh, they they had my number. <laughs> oh man, I watched the first episode for free. Not even the first episode. It was a two parter. So they yeah. showed me the first part. And then they had all of my money. That's like what CBC <laughs> did uh, with uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. They showed um, you the first one and then they, they had you all the of first your money. One and then, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I may or may not have done something I should not have <laughs> to, uh, to watch uh, Discovery. Oh, I did okay. not care for it. I, I've, I've watched the first two episodes, I think. I hate it. I, I just hate it. I, I have too many shows. What? Let, uh, I have too many to watch. I gotta get on the Stargate, tan uh, it's not Stargate, uh, Star Trek Discovery tangent for a second. Okay, okay. Like, I sat down and I watched the, <coughs> the first two episodes because mm -hmm. I was on a, a Trek kick, or mini Trek kick. And I was like, you know what? I want to give it a shot. I'll finally give it a shot. Yeah. And it lost me within the first five minutes. Oh, man. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to power through. And I hated it. Just like... And there's good stuff in the show, and yeah. that's the frustrating thing. But it, it's based on mostly on one character, isn't it? I th I don't know. Uh, like <laughs> the main like the main girl, <clears throat> yeah. like her performance is fantastic. Sure, but I never understood unless it was going to be an anthology show where it's like part of a season or this season is going to take place in this timeline, and then we're going to go here. Mm. Where they thought doing another prequel series was going to be okay because suddenly it's like yeah. enterprise has its fans yeah. i understand but for the most part enterprise alienated a lot of people because it took place before the original series which good. no no i know yeah. like and my I, brother loves it the third season was the best i've heard the fourth season's amazing i just haven't watched it um but a lot of people were like they're doing it so they're free of continuity and then they can go back and do all this that really boxes you in because yeah. you're like you've got the original show which is really revered for some reason I never liked <laughs> it um, and then you've got the original the movies hmm. then you've got Next Gen yeah. DS9 Voyager like you've got a lot of continuity you could really mess with yeah. and then they did my favorite episode I have a love-hate relationship with because mm -hmm. they did the Borg one where I'm like I love the Borg so I'm in yeah. and they've got some menace so I'm in because yeah. Voyager took away a lot of it yeah, yeah. but it made up this stupid like 
predestination paradox involving Q, so there shouldn't be one, where it got frustrating. And then there's that stuff, and they did that with the Ferengi, but then they did cool stuff where they explained why the Klingons look different in the original series. Yeah. So, but when you're having all that, why would you do it there? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, this takes place ten years. By the by, Spock had a sister that he just never mentioned. Yeah, never <laughs> And these mentioned. Klingons that don't speak Klingon and don't look like Klingons. And their ships look nothing like Klingon ships. A big reason why I hate the show is the dang Klingons. <laughs> That's a big part of the show. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I Like, I'm out. So I don't know if I'm ever going to give it another shot, but... Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I, I too many like, shows? Uh, I've got too many shows. <laughs> I've watched a little bit of it. Yeah. And I like the updated nature. Well, and that's the... <sighs> but but that has nothing to do with the story itself. No. And... I Like what you're saying with prequels, I, I wish they would stop doing prequels for things because yeah. it limits you so much. Or if you're, if you're going <clears throat> to do a prequel, like... Go way back. Go way back. Or like with, if or, you're gonna do Star Wars prequel, go to like Old Republic. Yes. Uh, or like if you're crossing my fingers with, for that. With, <laughs> with with Star Trek in particular, uh, DS Nine, I love. Like I've actually rewatched it on, yeah. on Netflix, and it, it's great. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and one of my favorite episodes from it is mm-hmm. the crossover they did for one of the anniversaries, where it was it was called Trials and Tribulations, I think, and the DS Nine crew ended up back in time. And there was the, it was during the triples episode, which was is one of the most favorite episodes of of Trek ever. It's like it's one hilarious. of the ones that's known so well. And they made up the sets; they made almost everything look virtually like it was there. And Amazing. then they sunk in the footage, so it made sense. Nothing was standing out like a sore thumb, oh, which must have been crazy expensive. But this show ain't cheap. If you're gonna do it, yeah. make it look like it. Yeah, <laughs> come <I'm-> on. <laughs> Actually, probably it was cheaper to do. Yeah. Because I don't or, imagine there was much into those sets or like, <laughs> back then. Sorry, I'm just still on my Trek rant. Yeah, like, yeah. If you were going to do another show, to me it makes more sense to do it after Trek 09, where I'm like, it's a galaxy without Romulus. That's a power grab. Like, that could be the thing that makes the Klingons be like, screw you, Federation, we're taking over. Yeah. And with the designs of the ships looking so different than they do in what's going to be ten years later... It's like, why not do it instead of like five minutes after Spock went through, Spock went through, which I still think there's room for, because then you can introduce new crews, get the cameos, blah, blah, blah. Have it take place like a hundred years after that. So then the Klingons can look friggin' ridiculous and operatic singing and not even in Klingon. And the ships look like they do, where I'm like, you're saying this is a hundred years after Trek 09 and that event? for that kind of evolution. Then I can be on board and I can be in. But your whole thing is like, well, we're in the prime timeline and we respect continuity and... No, do, do they really? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that's... like. That's, Sorry. Well that, well, that gets into the, like, Stargate. The, the, yeah. The, the new Stargate show. Unfortunately, I haven't watched it yet, but they... The they, first they episode is... They went the prequel is, route. Yeah, prequel route. The first episode is free to watch, of right. course. So yeah. they're going to have my money soon. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Because they're doing it a prequel... In order to, in order to do that, they're going to have to a retcon stuff. Yeah. Um, and then b they're they're or shoe, completely try to limited. Or shoehorn stuff in. Yeah, they're completely yeah. limited in their s- storytelling. 
move on. Yeah. Tell you have a lot more room to tell stories if you go in the future. You don't yeah. have to change anything. Or if you're gonna like again, if you're gonna do it, do it as an anthology. So it can be like half a season or even a, uh, like a reduced season mm-hmm. is in this earlier time. So then it's not like you have unlimited time to screw up everything. Yeah. Where it's like you could get a season before SG-1, before the yeah. Guaul. Just, uh, that's about all I know of Stargate. I got a couple that's, seasons in. That's mostly it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the SG-1 team with uh, MacGyver, now rocking guns because in MacGyver he hated guns. Hmm. Um, he loves guns in this one. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, set before there so you don't screw it up. And then you can have one, like, after SG-1, before Atlantis, or they crossed over, right? They did some crossover, okay. yeah. Or you could explain more about how it got into universe or something. Or, like, in, in the Stargate show, um, the main show is about SG-1. Yeah. That's with MacGyver and all that, that team. I think there was, like, 25 other teams. They could just take one of those teams yeah. and do a whole show about them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So if only we were running Hollywood. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we would not make the most money. <laughs> uh, we'd probably do better than some. Some, but we wouldn't make Transformers money. We wouldn't make Transformers. No, we wouldn't. I think Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we wouldn't pick Ma- Michael Bay. No. <laughs> I'd be like Michael Bay. Your your perfection. You know what? Was Armageddon. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I will oh, always argue. I, my favorite movie of his, bar none, is Armageddon. We actually sat down and watched Bad Boys. Oh, Bad Boys is, is Bad Boys is amazing. I didn't uh, care for it. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, it, it like That's Smith is funny. Lawrence is funny. The movie is not that good. Oh, I, I, I a lot of people love it. I just don't get it. You know what we would hire Michael Bay for? The explosions. Yeah, we've got. We need an explosion in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Michael Bay. You do it. I would make a Power Rangers <clears throat> movie, cheesy like the show, but then give Michael Bay the budget for the explosions. <laughs> Except not fights with the Megazord, because then they're going to be in too tight and you can't see Jackal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, Michael, you can deal with the explosions and yeah. make me Armageddon 2, Armageddoner. <laughs> <laughs> Where Ar- Bruce Willis comes back from the dead and destroys an asteroid with, with a car. <laughs> with his car? Oh. With a car. Because hmm. as much as people... <clears throat> I guilty pleasure not even a guilty pleasure I don't get the hate on live free or die hard I really don't it's one of my it's the fourth die hard movie it's with um what's his name uh Justin Long yeah, yeah. I liked it I like it a it lot it was way better than the next one it's oh the fifth one is awful but there, it's was so there a much, story not really I didn't uh, think so <laughs> there, it's so much fun oh like, yeah it, the, it's a lot of fun I to really enjoy elephant. it yeah He's amazing. He's good. He is. I like he's, him. He's solid. Like it's a PG thirteen, so that. But it's got some really good parts, and he kills. He takes out a helicopter with a car. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Other favorite nerd stuff, sir. And then we'll we'll probably wrap this oh, up. Soon. Uh, yeah, uh, science fiction all the way. Uh, Star Wars, uh, Stargate, Doctor mm. Who. Um, Which and my doctor is Matt Smith. Your doctor is Matt Smith. That's where I came in, and then I had to go back to Eccleston and s- yeah. s- go through everything. And it, what's kind of funny that I'm glad you brought up Doctor Who because it's how both of us bonded with our respective lives a fair bit. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That show, man, it's it's wonderful, and it's wonderful for romance. And we, Jen and I, just recently finished the last season. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm not. I'm still not 100% on board with Capaldi. Oh. But he is so much better oh. in the last season. I love. See, I loved Capaldi. Yeah. I loved him from the get go. Even if I, I loved it. It was his performance and yeah. what difference they were going for. He was. He was so much better in his last season. Well, his last two. Like, I I'd argue his last one was the best. So, yeah, for me at least. No, no, no. Uh, it took them a while to find the character. <clears throat> I think they were trying yeah. to get very different from my boyfriend, the Doctor, mm-hmm. and they were going for a classic Doctor. Which I've read some of the IDW comics of Doctor Who, where they did crossover stuff with where it was multi Doctor stories. So I've gotten and through the, I think it's called the TARDIS Wiki uh, or something like, but the Doctor Who mm-hmm. Wiki. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've read a lot about the classic Doctors on there, so I could really see stuff. And he reminded me nine, of Nine, but harsher. So then at first I was like, I just loved that you had a grumpy, harsher Doctor. But the problem was they hadn't worked, like, one of the big things in that show is the, the feels. Like, mm. the relationship with the companion. Yeah. And that f- Series 8, they did not know what to do. They were like, we want a harsher doctor, but we don't know how to make him relate to a companion. Especially Clara, who was an 11 companion her. and designed for 11. But, like, her last couple episodes oh, and were all... Oh. And that's where I loved Series 9, where her yeah. like her dynamic with the doctor was substantially Amazing. better. Yeah. And then, I, I yeah, I loved Capaldi. I wish they found out, figured out how to get the material to, like... To work with his character earlier, yeah. I wish they figured out how to get it to that best yeah. ability earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we both, Jen and I, both didn't care for Bill. I haven't watched that whole series yet. I I haven't. Maybe, maybe you'll enjoy it, but I, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't watched that whole series yet. I watched the last uh, the last two episodes. Did you see any of Bill? Uh, I can't remember when she came in. Bill shows up in the uh, or a spoilers. Or yeah, it's a, a version of Bill shows up in the the Christmas episode. Have you I, seen the Christmas I, episode? Which one was that one? That was the one where it sets up the Thirteenth Doctor, who's the woman. Oh yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's also crossover with um, where it's the first Doctor, uh, William. Yeah. I think it's William Bradley, played by the guy from Harry Potter. Yeah, no, no, the act, the actor is, I believe his, his name is William Bradley. Yeah, um, he did a good job. Oh, he he played. There was a great um, thing around the fiftieth of Doctor Who called um, Time of the Doctor. An Adventure in Space and Time. Oh, okay. And it was a a docudrama, like it was more <clears throat> drama than 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 actual actual documentary right, right, right. about the first series of Doctor Who up until the regeneration, and he played. William Hartnell, who played right, the original right, Doctor, right. and he gave such a great performance in that, that, they that when they back, worked yeah. him into that, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. If you're ever going to do a crossover with Need the him. first Doctor, just get him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, i got to look up his name. Because <laughs> I, I definitely might have been wrong. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's lots of people that like Bill, but I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I didn't, yeah, yeah I don't know what, I didn't like about her, but she just didn't catch me, I guess. And I still... My uh, my favorite is still 10. And I love 9. 9. Mm. It's like, I... So many people love 11, and I did love 11, but I liked... Tw- I think I liked 12 more. Yeah. And it might have been more so for the stories. Like, 11 was a great doctor, but 
on the whole, I didn't enjoy his series. Hmm. Like, series five was solid, really solid, but series six was very divided. Right. And it's those series where it's like half, here. it's like two seasons, or two right. series in one, where it's like, here's the first half, here's the second half, but they're not yeah. overall connected. He had some really good episodes oh, in those did. seasons. He did. Like Blink? Oh, that was that was ten. No, that was ten. Yeah, that was ten. Yeah, yeah. Blink was in series three, which is oh, what am I my least about? favorite. <laughs> I but don't like uh, the angels. No, I love the angels. Oh. Um, I don't like Martha. Oh yeah, no. I'd... Yeah, no, and especially Martha's mother. Martha's mother is the worst. There's not too many people that agree with me, but I didn't like Donna. I love Donna. You're wrong. Uh, Sorry, one second. She was too loud. The actor was David Bradley. David Bradley Bradley played William Hartnell, who played the first Doctor. Right. So then in the uh, Christmas episode, he played the first Doctor. Yeah. Um, But I liked uh, Tennant and Smith. I love as Doctors because I liked the the happy-go-lucky and the adventure that they had. But they also had that dark side. But I, and the contract, the contrast between their good side and that dark side, was like I loved awesome. I, I loved both of those. Yeah, I loved Eccleston because he there was there was that sense of adventure. There was still that happy, but yeah. there was a bit of that sass. that sass that <laughs> like just he just regenerated. Like we later found out, yeah, he yeah, just regenerated from the time war. We weren't sure if he was the Doctor during the time war or not. Right, and there's so much speculation, mm-hmm. but he had a harshness to him he like yeah. he was hurt mm-hmm. like he was still hurt so <clears throat> that was still very raw like those doc like 10 and 11 carried that with them but they they hit it yeah under their all right and yeah. alonzi and, yeah, and geronimo and geronimo they hit it under that but it, it was there yeah. um and I disagree with you about Donna so much <laughs> like I I hated her first appearance which was the, oh, the series two uh, Christmas episode, which is one of my least favorite episodes of Doctor Who. The spider villain was awful, just overacting so terribly. I just don't <laughs> like that episode. And Donna is just so shrill and oh, yeah. awful in that episode. And then when I started watching series four, at first when I saw her, I was like, oh no. But then within her first episode, like especially funny. that moment where they catch each other, hmm. won me over. And then she is like my, one of my favorite companions because it's just a friend. There's no romantic will they, won't they? Right. And he needed that because nine I, with Rose, you're like, she's into him. <clears throat> and then especially when it was ten, it's like they're into each other. Right. I will say one thing about Donna. I liked how she would completely unhinge the Doctor. Yeah. And he he wouldn't know what to think. Well, and then the. <laughs> Pompeii episode where yeah. she like stops him from like just leaving and, yeah, not, exactly. and not saving Peter Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved in that like series nine where he eventually remembers that episode. And I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. they're finally referencing the, that earlier era. Yeah. Um, the uh, one, one character I've loved um, in the later seasons, Missy. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she's very interesting. And I did like how in that... Christmas episode? Uh, the episode before it, yeah. they they finally brought back John Sim. That was crazy. I loved his I loved his master. That was... And it, it does make me sad what the outcome of that one was. Yeah. 
but it was um, clever. It was it clever. Was, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this up. So I've got a final question or two, possibly sure. one for you. Uh, what are some of your go-to scriptures? And then what would you suggest to someone who's thinking of starting their own their own ministry? Like we, we could go broader with the not-for-profit, non-profit, and we'll do this right, again. Right, right, right. Um, but so we'll keep it to the smaller one. <clears throat> their own, their, their ministry that can be, that is a, a more of a niche thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, one of my, uh, the scriptures I, I would go to, um, uh, like I said, I'm a big apologetics nerd. I, I think that it is more important now than ever to have some sort of evidence. There's too many atheists that think science is be all and end all. And if you don't have that, you know, yeah, you're insane. Yeah, one of my favorites um, is First uh, Peter three fifteen, and uh, let me just find the best. Well, a good one here is uh, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do with gentleness and respect. Um, that one is uh, always very important to remember. Um, if someone is going to come to you and I start asking you questions and you are stumbling through or you don't have an answer to them, what kind of effect is that going to have? <laughs> um, have, have some reason. Yeah. Um, if it is a heart reason, that's fine. Just have something that you can share with them. Hebrews 10.25 uh, is one that we use for cardboard koinonia because it is very important to remember as Christians, and that's not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, like, uh, the fellowship is the forefront of what we're doing. Um, so, um, and it's so hard to do that nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> meeting together, like, just having time at home is hard enough to do with yeah. your family. Um, so make sure you take that time uh, to, to be with people um, because, yeah, God doesn't want us to be shut-ins and hermits. Yeah. And we're not going to grow <laughs> that way. Um, but, yeah, those, those are the, the two verses I'll, I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> nice. And then uh, what would you suggest to someone who want, who's thinking about maybe an out-of-the-box uh, ministry idea? Um, if you are looking for uh, looking to do a ministry of your own, um, find someone that has done something similar or, or just find someone that has had any kind of a ministry. Um, ask them questions. Uh, ask them how they've done it. Um, pick their brains. Um, cardboard Quinania wouldn't be what it is um, if I didn't have uh, someone to talk to myself. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, been inspired and um, have had a chance to talk to um, a few people, but one in particular has the, uh, the Inroads Ministries, um, which is a, a board game ministry in the States run by Mike Perna. Um, they do their own podcast called um, mm. Game Store Profits. All the shout-outs. <laughs> all the shout-outs today. We're, we're hitting them all. Yeah. Um, but we've had, uh, I've had a chance to talk to him a couple times um, and ask him 
questions, pick his brain, and he's really um, given me ideas um, and helped me develop Cardboard Koinonia uh, into what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the best thing um, to do, and just just meet with people, talk to people. Um, you can have a ministry all you want, but if nobody knows about it, yeah, you're not gonna go too far and pray over it. Yes, yeah, that that's probably number one. We've been doing that, especially we've been doing that a lot lately, uh, a lot, especially lately. Yeah, <laughs> um, because we want to we want to make sure that Christ is at the center. Yeah, and that this is something God wants us to do, and to make sure that we're doing it the way that He wants. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Matt, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time today. Hey, yeah, man. Um, and you'll send me those links. I'll send you all the links. And where can people find you? Where can they uh, see cardboard Koinonia? Oh, people can. We've got uh, we've got a little bit of everything. We're on uh, the web at cardboard Koinonia. The the internet. The the interwebs, the if interwebs. you will. <laughs> uh, ca because we're proud Canadians. <laughs> Um, Does that dig at me? <laughs> I went with dot com because it's more people use dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, we went with CA just because it was there, and yeah. that's what I grabbed. <laughs> yeah. Um, that so that's the web. Uh, we do have links on there uh, as well to all our other things, but you can find us on Facebook, uh, cardboard Coinania. Your Instagrams. Uh, we've got an Instagram. Uh, we're gonna. Th- throw you a curveball our instagram is actually koinonia cardboard oh snap uh because for some reason i had trouble making a cardboard account koinonia. for that <laughs> yeah. we've also got a facebook group so if you want to discuss games if you want to talk to other people um within that niche within that uh group um it's open to anyone who wants to join and what else i think we've got something else but maybe not Oh, we've got a YouTube channel now. Oh, awesome! Yeah, see, that's there, brand news, brand new info to me. Yeah, we've got uh, well, uh, any video that we put up on our website um, links you to their oh, okay. their YouTube thing. Okay. So, um, cardboard Konania on YouTube. Nice. And we've got like four videos. Nice. <laughs> but it's a start. It's a start. Yeah, and then we've got yeah on our website we've got links to. A bunch of the ministries that we name dropped today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to check out Inroads and all these other guys, uh, go there because they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many nerd Christians. Out I there. know it's blowing up. Like, oh yeah. Me and Hector were talking about that when we when we did our podcast interview a couple months back, yeah. and it's just it's encouraging. It's yeah. really cool to see. Well, there's a there's a there's a spot for us. Yeah. Like, it's hard. There's not a lot of nerdy christians in a church every once in a while like we got lucky there's a bunch of us in calvary yeah but not every church has a group of nerds that can get together and enjoy nerdy things with exactly so having the internet is how we do it yeah so we got podcasts and we got youtubes and interwebs and all that kind of (laughs) thing so all that good stuff yeah we have community now yeah yeah (laughs) all right well dear listener thank you for listening please uh check out cardboardcoininia.ca um and i will post that link in the description i'll also post post the link to uh that this the place that makes the christian board games that you mentioned earlier kara games kara games you'll send that to me yes i'll send you all the things hold matt accountable Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so i'll post that there and then if you can and should and do hit up their 
YouTube section. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, get that going. And yeah. then with us, please subscribe, share, and follow. Yes. <laughs> it helps. I'm slowly learning that it, that it actually helps. Yes. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day, and God bless, my friends. Take care.